0: It's amazing, isn't it, the battles that have been fought and suffered through and won for us. For all our veterans, we give you thanks. But I'm not just thinking of those battles that have happened far, far away. I'm thinking of another battle that happened 2,000 years ago in the Middle East on a hill called Calvary. Where a victory for us was won at such high price. It's amazing the signs and wonders of our God at work in our world when we get acquainted with what he's doing, not just in our place, but in other places. This this last week, I saw a little more uh, scientific uh, sign and wonder. I was with my daughter, Courtney, who many of you know is studying down in Ecuador, Quito, Ecuador, which is right on the equator beautiful place I'll tell you more about it at some other time it's that place that scientists come to study the effects of the equator on, on our environment you know it's, it's a place where ten feet apart from each other the toilets swirl in different directions right and even if you, if you get right on the in- equator within those ten feet it doesn't swirl at all it just goes straight down didn't even know that existed anybody else familiar with that I, hadn't, I had no idea part of the wonders of the way God has created our world from from the very beginning. Uh, I'm I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for those from the WCA conference yesterday who are with us in our congregation this morning, our guests. Let's give them a hand. and. I saw friends from years ago that are part of this church and part of our church's legacy and life that are with us this morning. The Pinners are here. I saw some others that were with us as well. Let's give them a hand and welcome them under our church. Uh, but it's just amazing uh, what the Lord is doing around the world. At the WCA conference yesterday, I uh, had such a resonance for the life of God among his people. Um, I heard about the church that they're hoping for the future, that all the churches would be. And I felt in so many ways the church that we're hoping to become is the church that Abiding Harvest is already largely is. I, I hope you realize, I'm coming to realize, I think, That what we've been doing here for so many years that kind of made us mavericks and different is very much a part of God's future. And whether you realize it or not, I think you as a church are going to be a leader in this next. Um, Do you understand that across our connection, across the United States as United Methodists, there are a whole army of people that have no idea worship can happen in a Methodist church like you just experienced. I'm just so thankful. Thankful I got to spend that time with Courtney and see what God was doing in her life. Her speaking Spanish with all those folks, I didn't even understand what was going on. I didn't understand when she was asking directions. I didn't understand when she was explaining things to them about me. I didn't understand what the guys were saying when they were whistling at her and saying whatever they said in Spanish, but she just blushed and kept going. And... Uh, it was it, it an was other-world experience, but God is at work there. God is at work here. God is a prevailing, powerful God in his work and in his plan, and we get to be a part of it. What, what an incredible privilege that is for us. And in that, we have such a huge responsibility. If you'll, if you'll look to the screens, uh, not, are the screens not working? There they are. In the 2008 Olympics, uh, the USA team was favored to win, but they didn't because of what you see there on the screen. Uh, It was all in the exchange of the baton. Each of those runners had faster times than any other team uh, that was in the field that day. It's happened since then. It's become kind of a plague among the USA men's 4x100 relay over the last several years. In many years, we're picked to win or we're picked to top. We've, we've always been picked to medal, it seems. But uh, in recent years, there's been this problem of working together as a team and, and, and passing the baton. In one of those years, I think it was 2008, the Japanese took silver. They didn't have a single runner in their top four that could even make an individual heat for the 100-yard dash in the single event, but they took a medal, and they asked, particularly after the U.S.'s team had blown it so badly, how did you possibly do that? You didn't have a single runner that could qualify to make the 100-yard dash as individuals. How is it that you explain your silver medal? And they said, we worked on one thing, the pass. The pass and they got it down to a science. It was second nature to them. It was beautiful. It was fluid. It was consistent. They passed the baton well. Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 15, 3, I pass to you of first importance what I also received. And if you read that in context, he's talking about the gospel. He's talking about the fact that Jesus Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. Friends, we, we have such a big God, and he is so at work. And somehow in his sovereignty, he so wants us in on the story of what he's doing in this world that he's trusted us with the responsibility, and that's passing the baton. That we would be a place of worshiping people that others would see how they love one another and know that we are followers of Christ, Right? Those who have a heritage that's rich and deep and strong and a gift to future generations, we've received it and we have a responsibility to pass it on. But none of us can do that with faithfulness unless the one who originates it lives in us. Unless we are living loved, it's hard to live loving. But we have a source that is so rich and so prevailing, we can be a part of that. And it will bless our lives and bless others through us. We were called for such a time as this. We're a link in this race of salvation history. And I don't want us to drop the baton. I want us to take all that we've been given and pass it faithfully to those who are starting their race right now, to the young people in this room, to future generations. And to do that, we must love the Lord with all our heart. Let him live through us. Let us claim our heritage and let us pass it on with power. God alone can enable that. But God is counting on you. And he's counting on me. And he's passing the baton to us for for our season. And folks, I'm beginning to to have a strong suspicion that we may be the final leg in the race. For us to be faithful, all of heaven may be in the stands cheering us on right now. To be that generation and to be faithful to that call, you and I will not just smolder in the love of Jesus. We will come alive and on fire. We will be a people that pass the baton and pass it faithfully. And you can do that if he lives within you. If you need a rekindling this morning, you've come to the right place. Not because this is abiding harvest, but because this is the table of that very Lord. Would you pray with me? Lord Jesus, we, we come to this, your table, and we thank you for all that you've done for us, for all that's been entrusted to us, and for the fact that you even now are the one that makes us faithful with the baton that you've called us to pass forward. Do that, Lord Jesus. We submit to you. We confess our sins before you. Father, nothing that we otherwise would cling to in this world is as valuable or as precious as this eternal truth and this eternal role that you have given us as your people. Fill us, Lord. We're so inadequate. We're so weak. We're so so not what we need to be without you. So love us again this morning, Lord God. Fill us so f- with your love that we can overflow to those around us. We want to represent you well in this world, Lord Jesus. To one another and to the whole world around us. This morning, help us die a little more to ourselves that you may increase. Father, we thank you for that great privilege, for that great joy. We come to you this morning, Father, because only you can do this within us. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, Jesus took bread and he gave thanks to you, the Father. And he broke the bread and he gave it to his disciples and he said, take and eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise, after supper, Jesus took the cup and he gave it to his disciples. And he said, take and drink from this, all of you, for this is the cup of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. So, Lord God, could we be empowered to remember you afresh this morning, Father, and from that memory, get a deposit for the present. Help us to receive your life and spend that life from that deposit. We thank you for this holy exchange. For this great deal that we have in you. Father, we pray that you bless this juice and this bread. And those of us who are here this morning, all your people around this world, that you would bless that we might become all that you see us to be. We bring ourselves to you. We bring the church to you, we bring our church to you, and we pray that you would have your way. We pray even as your son and our Lord taught us to pray, saying, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses